Hey, hey, podcast pals. Welcome to another episode of Songs That Changed You. My name is Aiden, and I regret saying podcast pals. What a terrible greeting. I feel like we need a name for listeners of Songs That Changed You. You know, Katy Perry's got her kitty cats. Lady Gaga's got her little monsters. Um, Taylor Swift's got her Swifties. What could listeners of Songs That Changed You be? I don't know. If you've got any ideas... Email me, aideng at hotmail.com, but that's always in the uh, the show notes. You can find my details there. I got nothing. Songs, uh, songies? No, that's horrible. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. Peasant's point. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Songs that changed you. Yes, back to talk music once again. It is time for Songs That Change You, where we uh, dive in deep to a song that has impacted somebody's life in a significant way. And my guest today, uh, well, she's known for talking about music as well. Rachel Cash, uh, she is a wife and mum and one half of the podcast Mixtape Theology, who have just released a book as well. Rachel, how you doing? Hey, Aiden. Thanks for having me. Greetings from Nashville, Tennessee. That's where we find you? Yep, that's where I'm at. Born and raised. <laughs> What's Nashville like? The impression is that there's just musicians wandering around everywhere. Well, that's kind of true. It's not not true. Okay. Um, so <laughs> there's music everywhere. There's lots of art. And you don't really appreciate or notice that until you get outside of Nashville and you're like, wow, it's true. It really is Music City. Awesome. Well, tell us about Mixtape Theology for those that don't know or haven't listened to the podcast. Mixtape theology is an adventure in going into the theology of our favorite 90s contemporary Christian music, or CCM for short, where we kind of look at the scripture behind some of our favorite songs, try to figure out what were we thinking back in the 90s when we first heard the song and how has our theology uh, changed. And also we poke fun at ourselves and what we were doing back in the 90s. Uh, because, you know, there's a lot of cheese, a lot of corniness that happened in that decade. And we really lean into that and go all in. Are you currently wearing a WWJD bracelet? Not at the moment, but I do have a drawer full, <laughs> I promise. That's good. That's good. Yeah, look, I've listened to the podcast. I really enjoy it. It's fun because I grew up in the 90s as a young kid and teenager and then... I didn't really know the context probably is the best way to put it. You know, now I, I read the Bible and go, oh, that's from that song. That's from that song where actually it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the the origination of mixtape theology is back in the day, you know, Stephen Curtis Chapman put his in his liner notes. Do you remember liner notes? Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> So back in the liner notes, he would put scripture references in his liner notes, and I would look up those scripture references. I'd sit on my bed, I'd pull out the liner notes, pull out my Bible, and I learned so many truths for the very first time about Christianity, about God, about Jesus from those songs. So those songs discipled me, and it all started with The Great Adventure. Well, that is the song that we are talking about today. <laughs> You've segued beautifully. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> This is life like no other. Whoa. 
So, yes, Stephen Curtis Chapman, The Great Adventure, uh, released in 1992. How old were you when you first heard this? Well, let's see. I was 12 when I first heard it. Okay. And what was life like then? Okay. So picture this. Okay. It's 1993. I'm 12 years old. My parents are at work and it's a summer day and I'm bored out of my mind because this is before the internet. Okay. This is before, sure. you know, anything good on, on the TV, this would be Price is Right and soap operas on the TV all day long. Okay. Uh-huh. So summer day and I'm bored. And I remember for some reason that my aunt gave us a hand-me-down CD at Christmas. So like six months ago, she gave us this CD and it had a, a guy on the front standing next to a guitar and uh, CDs were still a really cool novelty for us. We, Our family had just purchased this brand new CD player, which was gigantic, of course, and took up a big spot in our bonus room. And on that boring day, I remembered that we had this random CD. So for some reason, I pick up the CD, I put it in. I have no idea who this guy is, Stephen Curtis Chapman. He's standing there with a the guitar. Being from Nashville, I think this is probably country music. I don't know. So I put it in, and the very first song that comes on is his prologue, which is an instrumental kind of like a soundtrack to an adventure movie. There's no words. It's just classical type music. And so I'm really confused at this point because I don't hear any singing. I definitely don't hear a guitar. And then out of nowhere, the song ends and it, and I get startled because I hear this voice say, saddle up your horses. Yes. Out of nowhere. (laughs) I mean, I literally remember like jumping and being startled when I heard it. Saddle up your horses. And that song played. And I realized as he was singing, this song is about God. Wait, he's talking about the Bible. And what's ironic is even though I did say I'm from Music City, I had no idea that Christian music existed, that contemporary Christian music was a thing. I had no idea whatsoever. So being a new Christian, when I heard this music. So you had faith at that point, but you just hadn't discovered music and all that sort of stuff. So I became a Christian in 1990 at the age of nine. So you know, 12 years old, I'm still learning, still very, very new. Sure. Um, heard, yeah, heard this CD and was blown away by what I was hearing. Especially, okay. I mean, think about it when you're 12 years old and you're being told that the Christian life is a great adventure. Like how that charts your course as a Christian to be introduced to the Christian life in that way. So what was it, do you think, that connected you so much with this song? Do you think it was the lyrics that you were like, oh, wow, I can relate to that. I didn't realize this was the adventure I was going on. I think it's such a large, big, huge, encompassing song that it's, I mean, it's something you can meditate on for a really long time. It just filled me with a sense of awe and wonder. And I think I connected with that because as a new Christian, I was feeling that awe awe and wonder about my new faith and about my savior. So it's speaking to me in a way that I just could relate to. And so I'm 42 now. I'm still feeling that awe and wonder. And that song still puts me back in that same spot every time. And, you know, that song can can meet you in the day-to-day life. You know, yes, the day-to-day life is a great adventure. But in the span of all of eternity, an eternal perspective this song is still just as meaningful and just as true. It's true on a micro level and on a macro level, the great adventure of living with Jesus every day for all eternity. That's incredible. It's amazing. And to to be, hear that message at the age of 12, I'm so thankful. 
how often are you putting it on these days? Are you, are you throwing it on and you still get taken back to that 12-year-old discovering the CD for the first time? I totally do. I have his greatest hits right now playing in the mom van. I'm a <laughs> mom of two two girls, uh, 10 and 13. So we do a lot of things in the car. We're always going somewhere. That CD is on right now. And I still like literally get chill bumps from some of the songs on that CD. Absolutely. It doesn't get old. And that's what's so wonderful about um, the, this music is because the truth in it lasts, you know. The music can sometimes sound dated for sure, but the truth in it lasts. You mentioned the mum van. What are your kids listening to? Because you're somebody that's very passionate about 90s Christian music. Um, What are they listening to and what are they getting into? Well, you know, they actually really love DC Talk. So we've got the discography going on in the van as well. We've got Free at Last, Jesus Freak, Supernatural. Well, we throw some Rebecca Sanders. James in there, some Out of Eden in there, some uh, Caveman's Call. Unfortunately, they're not connecting or haven't connected as much with today's Christian music. I think it takes a little more effort to find stuff that reaches young people. It takes more effort than it did in the 90s, I feel like, for some reason. Uh, so until then, we're just borrowing the 90s Christian stuff. Well, I feel like music these days, I, I feel like there's a lot of praise and worship music. There's a lot of... I hate saying this, but same samey type stuff. Whereas I feel like in the nineties, there was a little bit more personality in the Christian music and things. And that's sort of been lost along the way. That might be naive of me. Maybe I'm an old man that um, it's just like, ah, the music was better back in my day, but that's the impression that I get. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think that there's an element of fun um, that is lost in today's Christian music. There's a lot of silliness and a lot of fun And I think God used that to reach uh, young people. Um, I think young people gravitated towards that. And unfortunately, I just think it's lost. Yeah. That's why I wanted to ask you, because you've got the young kids that are growing up now. Um, My children are still a little bit away from that. Um, They are just getting brainwashed by whatever I put on in the car. My youngest son, Marshall, his middle name is just the letter K because I named him after my favorite band of all time, Reliant K. Um, (laughs) And he's just discovered who Reliant K are, and we've started playing the music, and he loves that he's been named after this punk rock band, that he's a a crazy little animal, so it kind of suits his personality. (laughs) And when you listen to these songs again with him, it's going to put you back in there as well. And you're like, you know, I keep thinking to myself when I hear certain songs, I hope they heard that lyric. I hope that lyric connects with them because those are the lyrics that mean a lot to me. That's an interesting story. I've never heard anyone do that before, Aiden. So, As in named, <laughs> well named a child after their favorite band? Yeah, that's how obsessed I am. Well, the K part specifically. It's a cool DJ name or author name. Yeah, yeah you could do a lot with that K. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Stephen Curtis <laughs> Chapman, this song, I'd never heard. I've heard of him. Obviously, he's had huge hits, but this might surprise you. But in Australia, country music is not accepted as much as it is in America. Like, it's here, but it's it's almost like this real niche. It doesn't have that same embrace that America has for country music. So this wasn't one that I knew because it is so country. Uh, it never got played on the radio and things here, but it was, a, it was a big song and a big album for him, wasn't it? Wow. Um, so I don't consider that to have a country sound. It's so, so country. I'm, that 
<laughs> wow. That kind of cracks me up that y'all consider that a country sound. <laughs> well, to me, to my Australian ears, it's country. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, we're going to put it on for everyone um, in just a second. Um, Rachel, if your kids were listening and you were hoping that they were going to pick up on certain lines, uh, for the people that have never heard this song before, what are you hoping they get out of this song? That the Christian life is more than we can even imagine. In fact, you know, in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9, it says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. The adventure may not always feel great. It might feel bad sometimes. Um, As the song says, you're going to go through mountains, you're going to go through valleys. But the point of the Christian life is that you are alive and you are living it with for and through Jesus. That's it. That's why the adventure is great. That's why the adventure is grand because of who and for you're doing the adventure with. That's awesome. Go grab the book. Uh, you can order it. I think it's on Amazon as the easiest way. Yeah. Mixtape theology. Rachel Cash, you're awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you, Aiden. And this is Stephen Curtis Chapman with The Great Adventure. Settle up your Time.
This episode of Songs That Change You was recorded on the land of the Ghana people. Each episode is produced, edited, and hosted by Aidan Grant. That's me. I'd like to also thank Zach Spencer for additional audio assistance and Pastor David Hall for helping support the show. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to get in touch, maybe you have a guest suggestion or any kind of feedback, please email aidang at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening.